Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Jack Benny program presented by Lucky Strike. Be happy, go lucky, go lucky strike today. Friends, you've heard all sorts of empty claims made by other cigarettes. But now Lucky Strike sweeps away the smoke screen of double talk with facts. Not claims, facts. The facts are that Lucky's fine, mild, good-tasting tobacco goes into the cigarette that's made better with no annoying loose ends to spoil the taste. A month-after-month comparison of cigarette quality based on tests certified to be impartial, fair, and identical proves Lucky Strike by far the best made of all five principal brands. These results are verified by leading laboratory consultants. For example, Foster D. Snell, Incorporated of New York City, reports, In our opinion, the properties measured are all important factors affecting the taste of cigarette smoke. We conclude that Lucky Strike is the best made of the five major brands. Yes, Lucky's are made better, and Lucky's taste better. Always so mild, so smooth, so firm and fresh, with better taste in every puff. So next time you buy cigarettes, remember the facts. Enjoy fine, mild, good-tasting tobacco and the cigarette that's made better, the cigarette that tastes better, Lucky Strike. Yes, be happy. Go lucky. Make your next carton Lucky Strike. Be happy. Go lucky. Go lucky. California, the Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny, with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, from Palm Springs, that oasis of the desert, we bring you the Sheik of Araby, Jack Benny! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and Don, I know you were trying to be clever, but why in the world would you introduce me as the Sheik of Araby? Well, Jack, we've been in Palm Springs all week, and you yourself told me you were living in a tent. A tent? No, no, Don, you misunderstood me. I said I was living at the El Contento. Oh. <laughs> it's a very nice place, so there's no connection between me and a sheep. But, Jack, all. at 8 o'clock this morning, I saw you in a long robe walking down Palm Canyon Drive with a dagger in your hand. That was a toothbrush. I was on my way to the washroom. <laughs> <laughs> you and your big mouth. The guy can't have any privacy. Well, in, in that case, Jack, I'm sorry No, 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 Don Now that I think of it I'm glad that you called me the Sheik of Araby Because tonight, into your tent I'll creep and rip up your contract you know? <laughs> So watch it, shrimp boat you know? <laughs> you know, it's too near Christmas Oh, hello, Mary Hello, Jack Well, now we have the usual question. Well, Mary, what have you been doing since we got to Palm Springs? Oh, I did some swimming, played some tennis, and yesterday, for the first time, I went horseback riding. 
Oh, so that's where you were yesterday. Yeah. Huh? First, I went on a breakfast ride, and when I got back from that, I went on a lunch ride. Uh-huh. When I got back from that, I went on a steak ride. Gee. <laughs> when I got back from that, I went on a moonlight barbecue ride. Well, how could you eat so much? Who ate? Somebody put glue on my saddle. <laughs> Mary, you mean all day yesterday you were stuck to the saddle? Today, too. Why do you think I'm wearing this long skirt? (laughs) Oh, oh. When you came through the door, I thought you were hinting for a game of leapfrog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, Jack... That gag was a tape show. We'd have to take it out, I think. (laughs) Anyway, Jack... You look wonderful. What have you been doing? Well, Mary, every morning I take a long walk and I'm... Oh, hello, Dennis. Hello. Well, Dennis, now that you're here... Oh, wait a minute, Mr. Benny. Don't you notice anything different about me? Different? No. Well, look, man, look! (laughs) I'm looking, I'm looking. Well, can't you see anything different about me? No. Gee, and everybody told me I'd look better with a mustache. But, Dennis, you haven't got it. Oh, darn it, I left it in my pocket. Well, that's the silliest thing I ever heard. Imagine going out and buying a false mustache. Dennis, if you think you look better in a mustache, why don't you grow one? If I grew one, I couldn't take it off when I go to bed. Well, why in the world would you want to take your mustache off when you go to bed? Because I talk in my sleep and it tickles. (laughs) Dennis, change the subject, will you? Okay. Hey, Mary... Mary, come here a minute, will you? Come uh, over here. What is it, Dennis? I really played a joke on Mr. Benny yesterday. Well, what'd you do? Well, I heard that you were going out on a breakfast ride, and I figured that Mr. Benny would go with you, so I put some glue on one of the saddles. <laughs> Mary, Mary, don't you think that's funny? If I could get my feet out of this stirrup, I'd kick you right in the head. <laughs> Harry, come back here, will you? All right, folks, up until now, this program's been flopping, but now Harris is here, and things will start flopping. Lay it on me. Everybody loves a baby. That's why I'm in love with you. Phil. Pretty babe, yeah. Phil, what stroke of modesty caused you to sneak in like that, you know? <laughs> no modesty, Jackson. I just thought I'd liven things up. Hey, we got a guest star, the Lone Ranger. That's Mary. I'll explain it to you later. (laughs) Anyway, Phil, now that we're here, suppose we... Wait a minute, Phil. What's that you got in your hand? Palm Springs Martini. A Palm Springs Martini? I never heard of that. How do they make it? Same as a regular martini, only instead of an olive, you use a date. (laughs) A martini with a date in it? After the fourth one, you don't even bother to spit out the pits. Look, Phil. Shake me, Jackson, and listen to me rattle. (laughs) You know, Phil, I I can't understand it. Every time we come down here, you carouse around all night long, and yet you look great. How do you do it? Well, you know how it is here in Palm Springs, Jackson. Mountain climbing at dawn, golfing till noon, and swimming till sunset will make anyone look good. Phil, you do all that? No, Alice does, and that lets me sleep all day. (laughs) I thought so. Well, Mr. Benny, do you want me to do my song now? Well... Wait a minute. First the Lone Ranger and now Tom Dewey. Dennis, take off that mustache. Hello, Tom. You want to sing? Go ahead. (laughs) 
felt your touch and I was strong. A wonder of a simple love was not too clear to me. Nothing in the world could last. We live but once, and now I know my once was then. Please take me back and love me One sung by Dennis Day. Very good, too, Dennis. And now, kids, I have something important to tell the audience. Well, Mr. Benny, do you mind if I say something now that we're in Palm Springs, huh? What is it, Dennis? Suntan oils, cactus plants, and tumbleweeds. <laughs> Suntan oil, cactus plants, and tumbleweeds? What's that? Well, if we can't be funny, let's be topical. <laughs> Dennis, what makes you act so silly? Phil gave me a date, and boy, was the juice strong. <laughs> Be quiet, will you? Now, listen, kids. I have something important I want to tell the audience. It's a real surprise. Oh, Don, did you hire that trio you told me about? Yeah, they should be here any minute. Good. What's this about a trio? Well, Mary, Don found a famous singing group right here in Palm Springs that are going to sing the song I wrote. When you say I beg your pardon, <laughs> then I'll come back to you. No, 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 Jackson, not that one. Straighten my hair. Tell everybody I got nine toes, but don't sing that song again. <laughs> Please! Now wait, now, wait a minute, Phil. Phil, that's a wonderful song. It's a wonderful song, and someday it'll be one of the biggest hits in the country. Yet at every opportunity, you kids knock it. I don't like it either, and I'm full of date juice. <laughs> now, cut that out. Look, kids, I don't want to hear any more about... I'll get it. Hello? I have a long-distance call for Jack Benny. Long-distance? Put him on. Here's your party. Hello? Hello, Mr. Benny. This is Rochester. Rochester, why is this call long distance? I left you at my hotel. I'm calling from the washroom. <laughs> oh. You forgot. 
forgot your electric razor again. I don't care what I forgot. You have to call me in the middle of my broadcast? The middle of your broadcast? Certainly. It's a quarter after four. It's a quarter after five here. <laughs> what? The washroom's on mountain time. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Roger, how did you know I left my electric razor in the washroom? I followed the cord from the hotel. Oh. And say, boss. What? I found out why your electric razor went dead while you were shaving this morning. Why? The super chief ran over the cord in Cougamonga. <laughs> I knew something happened. Now, Rochester, take my things back to the hotel, then press my gray suit, lay out my shirts and tie, and be sure boss, that... Boss, boss, I can't hear you. You'll have to talk louder. What's the matter? The Greyhound bus just pulled in. This place is a madhouse. <laughs> Well, never mind, Rochester. I'll see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Now, let's see. Um, what were we talking about? Your lousy song. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about the trio that's coming over to sing. Jackson, you're not really going to have that song sung on the radio, are you? Why, certainly, Phil. It's beautiful. When you say I beg your pardon, then I'll uh, come back to you. When you ask me to forgive you, I'll return. Like the swallows at Serrano, return to Capistrano. Oh, that's awful. Mary, why don't you get a chair and sit down? Who needs a chair? <laughs> Never mind. Come in. Well, Jack, it's the Guadalajara Trio, the fellows who are going to do your song. Oh, come on in, fellas. Come on in. Jack, are you really going through with this? Certainly, Mary. Now, I'll admit that the melody might not be the greatest, but the lyrics. Wait till you hear the words sung by professional singers. Take it, fellas. When you say I beg your pardon... Then I'll come back to you. Mary, just listen to these lyrics. Cuando digas te perdono, regresaré yo a ti. Si me pides, no, no, fellas, I want it in English. Boys in English. Igualmente que un sorrano. Serrano. Retorna Capistrano. Boys, look at my program doesn't go to Mexico. Look, look, fellas, no, look, I wanted to understand the words. You see, I wrote the, I wrote it in English, fellas. Boys. No, boys, I don't want it that way. Look, wait a minute. Wait a minute, boys. Wait a minute, fellas. Wait a minute! Don, Don, what is this? I thought they were going to sing my song in English. Well, Jack, so did I. That's what their manager told me. Their manager? Where is he? Well, that's him, standing right over there. Well, I want to talk to him. Hey, you, come here a minute. Are you the manager of the Guadalajara Trio? Si. Sí. <laughs> well, they do popular songs, don't they? Si. Sí. 
Well, can't at least one of them speak English? She. Which one? She. You mean he? She. What's his name? Sai. Sai? She. If they can't sing in English, they're no good to me. All right, fellas, you can go. Well, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Jack. As long as they're here and you've hired them, why not let them sing something they know? Well, that's all right with me. Is that all right with Sai? She. <laughs> all right, all right. Sing already. Sing the song. Adios, muchachos, compañeros de mi vida. A la que A la que me toca a mí hoy emprender la retirada And you will also find the day I better taste it Adiós muchachos, ya me voy, yo me resigno A la que strike, a la que strike Se acabaron para mí sorranzo firm Mi cuerpo enfermo tiene no lucense LSMC, yes that's the smoke for me I like them, yes it's It's LMCMFT, la pobre de mi madre, santa viejita, y de mi noviecita, que tanto amé. When you are dancing and she's dangerously near you, papo nanaki, papo nanaki, se acabaron para mi zorran sofer, mi cuerpo enfermo tiene no luces. Very good. That was, that was wonderful. By the way, what key do they sing that in? G. <laughs> G? C. <laughs> All right, fellas, you can go. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as is our custom here in Palm Springs, tonight we are going to present our annual Palm Springs murder mystery entitled... Hold it, Benny. Hold it. Hold it. Huh? Hey, kids, it's Charlie Farrell. That's me, Charlie Farrell, mayor of the town and owner of the racket club and star of Eighth Heaven. Eighth Heaven? Charlie, that's Seventh Heaven. Well, everything's a little higher in Palm Springs. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm on mountain time. <laughs> anyway, Charlie, what'd you interrupt for? We're about to start our sketch. Well, that's what I want to talk to you about. I've been sitting out in the audience waiting for this. Now, every year you come down here to Palm Springs and do a play called Murder at the Racket Club and it's giving my joint a bad name. <laughs> Why, Charlie, that's ridiculous. It's all done and fun. Nobody believes it. Well, that's where you're wrong. Only last week, some people from New York were staying at the racket club, and they came over to me and wanted to know where the body was lying. Really? Yeah, fortunately, Phil Harris was there, so I could show them one. <laughs> oh, well, Charlie, after all, it doesn't make any difference. It's just a play. But it's ridiculous, Jack. We've never had a murder at the racket club. We have a suicide every day or so, but no murders. <laughs> Suicides? Yeah, when people get their bills. It sounds like the 4th of July. Shouldn't have stopped in the middle of the sentence there, but it's all right. 
No kidding. Anyway, Jack. reads it fine. Anyway, Jack, as a favor to me, I wish you wouldn't do murder at the racket club. Okay, Charlie, if you feel that way about it, we won't do murder at the racket club. We'll set the scene somewhere else. Thank you, Jack. Take it, Don. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're doing a brand new play entitled The Palm Springs Murder Mystery or The Sun Went Down at 3.59 and the Body Was Cold at 4. <laughs> Curtain music. My name is Captain O'Benny. I'm the retired chief of police of Palm Springs. At the moment, I'm in my cabin out in the desert writing my memoirs. This is easy for me as I have a pen that writes under sand. <laughs> a retired police chief has much to remember. Oh, darn it, always interruptions. I'll never get my memoirs written. Hello? Hello. Is this the former chief of Benny? Speaking. Good. I'd like to report a murder. But I'm retired. Why call me? Well, I tried to get Sam Spade, but he's on another network. Oh. <laughs> now, what do you want? What's wrong? Well, I don't like to spoil your day, but my husband has just been murdered. Oh, he has, eh? You know who murdered your husband? No. Well, uh, have you got any ideas? Now that he's dead, yes. <laughs> Well, I'll get the police. <laughs> I'll get the police and come right over. Goodbye. Goodbye, Chiefy. A second after we had hung up, I realized I hadn't asked this girl her name, address, or phone number. I was really retired. <laughs> I knew I'd need all the police help I could get on this case, so I went to the phone. Hello, Palm Springs Police Station. Let me speak to the new police chief. Yes, sir. Oh, it's... Chief, it's for you. Ah, how do you do, how do you do, and how do you do? Sure and be God and Faith and McCushin, it's a pleasure to be after throwing the blarney with you. Police Chief O'Day himself speaking in truth and be God and it is in truth and faith and be God and it is in truth and faith. <laughs> O'Day, this is former Captain O'Benny. Oh, I thought you were a tourist. They expect us policemen to be Irish. <laughs> now listen, O'Day, there's been a murder committed. Well, come on over. Me and me boys will help you solve the crime. <laughs> I hung up the phone and rushed over to the police station. I didn't have a car. There were no trolleys or buses. And I couldn't get a cab, so I decided to walk. This was the longest walk I had taken without my robe on. <laughs> For the next four hours, we questioned everybody. Our search even took us out into the desert. There I saw an Indian sitting by his fire. I decided to question him, too. And I knew he'd tell me the truth because he was using his blanket to sweep away the smoke screen of double talk. I walked over to him and said, Are you an Indian? Ugh. You live out here in the desert? Ugh. Have you lived out here in the desert long? Ugh. I'm going to ask some questions, and I want the truth. See? See? Got to mention this Indian had a little Spanish blood in him. Tell me, are you married? See. Si. Have you been married long? See. Si. Is your wife pretty? Ugh. Ugh? See. Si. 
Now, look, there was a murder committed here in Palm Springs. Where were you last night? Me have perfect alibi for last night. An alibi, I? Well, all right, where were you? You follow um me. Me take um you there. I followed um him, and he took um me there. I found out later this was the Iroquois version of come on to my house. <laughs> he took me inside a place that looked vaguely familiar. There was the man standing in the shadows. Then the Indian said, Me was here last night. You asked that man there. Him prove my alibi, no double talk. Okay, I'll ask him. Hey, you, was this Indian here all last night? Yes, he was running my projector. I was showing 7th Heaven. But your prices should be 10th Heaven already over there. <laughs> well, I guess his alibi... Wait a minute. Now, Jack, you promised me there wouldn't be any more murder mysteries here at the racket club. I can't help it, Charlie. This Indian led me here, and I'll have to make an investigation. Tell me the names of all the guests. I don't know all their names. Look in the register. Okay, I will. Not that one. I thought it was peculiar that Lincoln and Washington should both be staying here. Now, look, Farrell, you're going to answer some questions. No, I'm not. Now, you promised me to stay out of the racket club. But there's been a murder here. Now, where's the body? Here I am, Chiefy. I mean the dead one. And take off that saddle. Now, Farrell, there's been a murder committed here, and I'm going to find out who did it. I'm going to question everybody in the place. First, I'll go into the bar. Now, listen, men. I'm here to... Mary. Mary's the Guadalajara Trio. And they're singing my song in English. In English. Keep it up, boys. Keep it up. At Serrano, return to Capistrano. Ladies and gentlemen, with hostilities still continuing in Korea, 10 million people have become homeless and destitute. These people are in desperate need of clean, used clothing. Clothing gifts by groups and individuals should be made through your local American Relief for Korea. For further information, contact the American Relief for Korea, 133 East 39th Street, New York, New York. Thank you. Jack, we'll be back in just a moment, but first... Lucky's taste better. Yes, there's better taste in Lucky Strike because Lucky's fine, mild, good-tasting tobacco goes into the cigarette that tops all five principal brands for quality. Yes, Lucky's are made better. That's a fact confirmed by leading laboratory consultants. For example, Froling and Robertson of Richmond, Virginia reports, It is our conclusion that Lucky Strike is the best made of these five major brands. And always remember, better taste in a cigarette starts with fine tobacco. And LSMFT, Lucky Strike, means fine tobacco. So enjoy the full, rich taste of fine tobacco in the cigarette that smokes smoother because it's made better. The cigarette that tastes better, Lucky Strike. And right now, Luckies are available in bright, festive Christmas cartons. So this year, make it a happy-go-lucky Christmas. Give all your friends Christmas cartons of Lucky Strike, the cigarette that tastes better. Be happy, go lucky, be happy, get better taste, be happy, go lucky, go lucky strike. 
Ladies and gentlemen, immediately after my broadcast next Sunday, I will do my second television show of the season. So I hope you'll all be watching. Jack, who's going to be on your television show next Sunday? Well, Mary, I, I tried to get Barbara Stanwyck, but I don't know, she told me she had a headache. Then I asked Danny Kay, and he told me he had a headache. Then I asked Claudette Colbert. I wanted her to be on it, but I don't know, she told me she had a headache. Then I asked Tyrone Power, and he told me he wanted $5,000. So you had a headache. Yes, I had a headache. <laughs> but anyway, tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen, because we'll have 29 minutes and 30 seconds of fun. Good night, everybody. This is Don Wilson reminding you to listen to your hit parade with Guy Lombardo every Thursday night. Presented by Lucky Strike. Consult your newspaper for time and station. Stay tuned for the Amos and Andy show, which follows immediately. The Jack Benny program is heard by our armed forces overseas through the facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. <laughs>